welcome guys <laughs> it's, this is still figuring it out with Lisa and Maddie and for today's topic we're really excited to discuss it especially after Valentine's Day it is about putting yourself first so before we get into it why don't we talk a little bit about what we did for this Valentine's Day special in which I did absolutely nothing <laughs> um I actually like went to work and then afterwards I had a pole class so that was just my those were my special plans for the day if you can really call them special but it's been really fun because pole our pole fitness has been my new hobby that I'm like absolutely obsessed with and I've just been doing a lot recently so it was a good day I know, I saw the videos. They were very cool. You were like a, a professional. Like, I was thinking you were like upside down. Like, I'm like, yeah. how is she doing that? <laughs> oh my God. But I love that. It's self-love on the day of love. One of my friends texted me that um, because we were all texting. We are like, should we go out to a restaurant, maybe get drinks, look for some cute guys? Yes, we did say that. <laughs> but then we're like, you know what? No, let's just focus on ourselves. So I had a job interview. And then I went to Muay Thai, which is like a little kickboxing class so it was very productive more productive than my normal days because I was like I need to distract myself from what's actually going on here wait I love that for you but I would say though I really because I made the day all about myself and just doing things to make to just self-improve whether it was with school or work it really helped clear my mind on the important things in life you know like when you sort of feel like oh I should probably be going out even if it's, you're not thinking of it super seriously just disassociating from that kind of like lifestyle and mindset it's crazy how much better you'll just feel about yourself and like wouldn't you agree when you woke up the next day you were like wow like I had a great day yesterday you know yeah, actually, I think, like, in my case, putting myself first has been, like, taking up new hobbies and um, trying things that, like, I haven't had the chance to try. And I would say, like, um, in that aspect, it's been really rewarding to me. Like, I love getting cute videos of me doing pull tricks, and I, like, watch them almost obsessively. I'm like, wow, I can't believe I did that. Like, it is really it's giving you know like I just look so good doing it and it makes me so happy on this side so um yeah I don't know I was really excited because I also just like got a new trick down that day so I was very happy with myself and I honestly forgot it was Valentine's Day like I won't even hold you like people were texting me happy Valentine's Day I was like oh my god happy Valentine's yeah. Day like I forgot but in putting myself first this year especially I've been really holding myself to commitments that I make to myself. So any promises or anything I say to myself, like, for example, I'm going to drink more water, hence my big old <laughs> purchase and doing that. And then also being consistent of polls. So always going every week, even if I feel a little like depressed or whatever, like I'm still going to go. And I feel like that makes puts me in a much happier mindset too, because just like I was saying, like once when, when I do something with like pole or like another hobby, and I like get a new trick down like that makes me really happy and I'm proud of myself because I'm working hard towards it. I think that that's such an excellent way of kind of explaining it and breaking it down and I would say when it comes 
to just putting myself first. I know we've all been in like certain situations where, you know, maybe we weren't comfortable with doing something or we didn't feel comfortable to speak up about, hey, like I actually don't want to do this. So I think it's so important to practice that really understand yourself and people talk about self-love all the time but you really can't get that self-love until you know yourself what you're good at and then you can really be excited when you find out oh wow I just did that new trick like oh my goodness um but as far as like putting myself first I really just look at what do I want to do and I I I always bring up dating examples, but I see it happen all the time with people. They'll be on a date with somebody and then they won't feel comfortable. Like maybe the guy will sort of be like, hey, like, do you just want to like chill and chill at my house and watch a movie or something? And then the girl's kind of like, I just got dressed up. Like I thought we were going to go out. Like it's just really speaking up and understanding like you have a right to feel uncomfortable about certain things and don't don't feel ashamed to let people know, like, hey, no, this isn't what I really had in mind. And it's those little fixes that make a huge, huge difference. Like, holding yourself accountable and what I just mentioned is the first step in self-love. Because how can you hold somebody else accountable for the way they're treating you when you can't even hold yourself accountable for the way you treat yourself? Like, I think that's a really big lesson that I've learned. Like, in previous years, sometimes I just feel like, oh, um, for lack of, like, a better example, I was like, oh, I'm going to drink more water. And then the next day I would just, like, drink maybe, like, a glass or two, and I'm like, okay, fine. When in reality, like, I know what I meant when I told myself that. It means I'm going to be drinking, like, try to drink at least a gallon or whatever. And so even if it's something as mundane as that, but how can I expect other people to – um, how can I hold them accountable for like taking me out to dinner and sending me flowers, things like that? And I don't even like keep promises to myself. Why do I expect them to keep a promise? You know? Yeah. Absolutely. So, Excellent. Yeah. And I think that's why putting yourself first, doing new hobbies, like those are all great examples of like holding yourself accountable and really mm-hmm. learning to just be the number one person to rely on, but not in a toxic way, in a really healthy way where you're like, I know I got me and I know I'm never going to disrespect myself in that manner. And it's okay if like other people will, they just will never be in my life like that. You know, it just becomes so much easier to cut people off and let them go when you know that you know how to hold yourself accountable and you love yourself and you just know you'd never accept that kind of treatment from other people. Find your hobby, find the things that you love to really grow into yourself. That is practicing self-love. But in your opinion, when it comes down to a lot of different relationships and narcissists, you'll hear that common phrase, like, it's not you, it's me, I'm going to work on myself. But they're just sort of using that as an excuse to give you the bare minimum. What would you say is when you were talking to somebody and it can be in a friendship it could be in a relationship even at work whatever it is someone is telling you kind of like I need to put myself first here and then in your mind you're thinking I want you to put yourself first but that doesn't mean you don't have to take plans with me seriously or anything with me seriously how do you best determine when they're just using it as an excuse well you have to look at their actions right like a lot of people will see that and just be like, oh, well, I just have things to do. But are they giving you 
um, ample amount of time when they tell you that. Like, for example, would um, let's say that I was a guy and I just asked you on a date, and I'm like, okay, I want to take you out to dinner, blah blah blah. Let's go on Wednesday. And let's say it's like Wednesday at twelve or noon, and I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry. I just I really can't do this. I have a lot on my plate. Blah blah blah. Like that's not acceptable. They're they they haven't taken into account your time and feelings. Like I think if that excuse is truly true, then they would have taken the time to explain that to you at a much earlier time and not something as like late as noon on the day of your day and been like, Oh, sorry I can't, like I have so much on my plate, blah blah blah. Like you have to look at the circumstances surrounding the excuse. Like and also listen to your gut, because a lot of times if your gut is like that's bullshit, it's probably not the truth. Yeah, absolutely. That's actually a really interesting point because I was, I can't remember if it was on YouTube shorts or TikTok, but this girl, she was telling the story about her now fiance. Uh, when they first met, she had said that he barely texted her and she, you know, she was a law student at the time. She was working part time as well. So she had a very busy day as well as him who had just started this new position in construction. And she was saying that her love language is conversation. And this guy would text her good morning and good night, but never throughout the day. And she'd noticed in person, nothing was off, you know, like it was kind of strange to her. And then one day she just flat out asked him, what is going on? Like you never text me throughout the day. If you like me, wouldn't you want to talk to me more? And what he had said was, look, where you've been dating for a few weeks. Like, I think you're great. However, I, I have a very busy schedule. And until you become a priority in my life, somebody who I know I will, you know, it's going to last longer than a week, which, and I'm having a great time, but I, I will give you that effort and that time when I know that this is going to be more of a permanent thing. And I think that that was such an interesting story. And now they're engaged and they're happy and stuff like that. But I thought it was really interesting because you have to look at what you were talking about, the actions of somebody. So if they are all about self-improvement, you know, constantly working on themselves, great, but practice what they preach. You know what I'm saying? Like, are they people who talk about it all the time yet? You always see them kind of going out, posting on their stories before talking to you. There's, there's a different type of, you know, there's, there's a, there's a personality that you can kind of read that with. And I think it is, you just have to look at going with your gut always, but then just look at, is this person actually actively working all the time or are they just partying when they're telling me they're too busy? And, um, that's something I've noticed too. And also you want to look at, Kind of when you call them out, are they making up excuses? Are they then calling you needy and trying to deflect it on you, which is what they'll do a lot of the time? Um, what I loved so much about that guy's approach was he was very upfront. We've been dating for two weeks. Like, yeah, I believe, you know, so I think that that's a really, that's I agree. A great yeah. I also think that that was a very mature way of approaching it. But also if you listen, or, like, take a look at the guy when I said, like, actions and things like that. He was still texting her consistently, like, good morning, good night. But you also have to understand he has he's a construction worker. They work during the day, and it's very physical labor. Of course, he's not glued to his phone. Like, oh, my God, did she text me? Should I text her? Like, he's literally doing work, and I love that. Like, I find a lot of time, like, 
honestly, I love men who are not glued to their phone. And I know you might have heard me say this like over the years or whatever, but guys who are immediately like texting me all throughout the day. And then if I like go a couple hours, like two hours and they're like, Lisa, where are you? Like, weren't we having a conversation? I'm like, I feel like this could be taken a little bit out of context, <laughs> but I mean, yeah. in like the most literal way, like if somebody texts me, Hey, where are you? Like after we've been consistently texting and it's a work day, I'm working, like I might've had to go into a meeting or something. Like it just, to me, it shows that you don't have anything to do with your day. And I'm not really interested in dating people like that, especially if it's the first day that we're like texting or whatever. And you immediately ask me like, Hey, where are you? I'm like, well, I'm not here anymore. Like, I don't want to talk to you. Like, it's, it's just, I find that when people have things to do outside of just getting to know the person that they're trying to get to know, a better quality relationship will come out of it. They're married and I love that for them. Like, I just think that's a really healthy way of approaching it. I'm also one of the slower people. So like, I don't want to, um, text you, meet up with you, kiss you like the whole 100 like nine yards or whatever like I don't want to do all of that in like two weeks like I want to take like it's gonna take me probably like three months to figure out if you're somebody that I would actually date and then after three months like obviously I see potential for a long-term relationship so I'm dating you like I'm a very slow mm-hmm. person you know like so I actually love that guy's approach and how he was like listen it's only been two weeks I agree wholeheartedly like it's only been two weeks you don't know that person mm-hmm. you know I I love that approach because and when I was listening to her story, I was like kind of relating to her. I'm like, yeah, like what is his excuse gonna be? And then when he said it, I was I love that, you know, because yeah. it's so true. Like, and I think that's how you can also tell a really like authentic person. Because, and tell me if you agree with me here. Wouldn't you say it's definitely a turn off if you're like seeing this guy that you like, but he so clearly drops everything. In the beginning, like I always get suspicious. Like, what is it that phrase they use in the beginning when they sweet talk like you? Bombing. Love bombing. Yes. Yeah. Wouldn't you agree? Handling it any other way, if you were to be texting her twenty four seven, that would be a little like love bombing. And I think, I, it's, yeah, like um, texting twenty four seven, like calling you baby immediately, like right off the bat. Like, excuse me, I have a name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, that just gets like grinds my ears. I hate it. Uh, that's almost an immediate block. Like, I'll are there probably... any nicknames? Are there any nicknames that you like though? That you're like, okay, maybe. No, because I haven't like actually liked somebody enough to let them call me. In. <laughs> like, I'm sure if I actually ever liked somebody that I would appreciate the pet names, but for now, it's I've always just cringed whenever a guy was like, hey, babe, or hey, baby. I'm like, I don't know you like that. Like, don't copy that. So kind of back to the whole putting yourself first. When it comes down to it, why do you think, you know, we talk about how you and I do it and how we think it's and how it's so beneficial. I think a lot of people even thinking about it, too. Like, yeah, it's great for you to find a hobby and do what you love, but. Why do so many of us not follow through, you think, or not do what's best for us, for themselves? Because we're so used to, like, the patterns that we're used to. Like, I'm so used to just staying home and only going out occasionally on the weekends, and, like, that's fine. But I also know that 
the person I want to be, right? Like I am a social person at heart. I am a introverted extrovert, if you will. So one of my goals is like, I need to go out more. I need to actually leave my apartment because it's so easy for me to just stay home and do nothing. Like stay home, work from home. That's it. Like I don't have to leave. I don't have to talk to anybody, which is great. Um, but also I know that I like talking to people. I like meeting new people. So that's why I was like, okay, this year you need to leave your house. What like that? You just need to do it. And yeah, it was hard. Like I don't want to go anywhere. <laughs> like I don't want to go anywhere. I'm so used to staying home by myself. New yeah, situations yeah. are always uncomfortable, which is what I'm trying to say. Like moral of the story is that like situations are uncomfortable, and that's why it's so easy for us to just stay as we are because it's comfortable. At least we know it's a known enemy. You know, like at least you know the enemy. In those situations, you're like. I don't know what could go happen. I don't know what could go wrong. Like a little anxiety. Um, it's like I don't know. It gives me anxiety a little bit, but like yeah. it's something that you have to work through. You know, absolutely. And I would say you're definitely the queen of it now. Like you'll go out to karaoke nights or wherever, and you'll like you're telling me you're out alone. You meet all these new people, so it's definitely. Yeah. It's worked out for the best for you. I've definitely had some like funny situations though. (laughs) One time I went to uh, this bar, this is top bar by myself, and I was talking to these people and they were like, where are your friends? Where are your friends? Because nobody goes out by themselves, you know, like they're always like, you have friends. So I don't have any friends. And so I lied because also like as a woman being by yourself you don't want to be like i came by myself because that's just like <laughs> signaling the predators to like swoop in and be like oh, yeah she's by herself easy target absolutely not so i lied um and i was like oh i'm supposed to meet some people here i'm still waiting so you know uh, like obviously that wasn't the best lie but i thought about it in the moment so i was like they'll probably forget that i'm waiting for someone and we keep talking, and it's, like, fun. I'm with that friend group, blah, blah, blah. And then one of the guys, like, he's been flirting with me the whole night. Blah, blah, blah. He's like, that's so awful. I was like, what? Like, I had already forgotten the lie that I told them. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he was like, he was like, it's so awful that your friends would tell you to come here and they're not meeting you. I'm like, nobody is You're like, I know, here. right? <laughs> oh, I definitely played it up, like. He, he was like, it's so awful. I was like, I know. Like, I can't believe they did this to me. I just moved here. And I don't know what I'm supposed right. to do now. He's like, oh, it's okay. You can hang out with us. Like, let me buy you a drink. Like, oh, my God. He was falling oh, for the sob story and everything. It definitely yeah. put me in some awkward situations like that. Where people are like, why are you here by yourself? And it's like, because I wanted to have fun. It's like, actually, it's really funny because I feel like a lot of people in friendships have the friends that they have because they just don't want to go out alone. Like, so many people that yeah. I've talked to before, I'll be like you hate that person like why did you text them and they'll be like oh I just want to go out and I'm like what like so it's actually it's crazy because it does make you such a slave to just your anxiety in that type of way so that's great that you're able to really break through and I think that's so funny how you like got caught in the line he gave me his number and everything. And, like, after the bar, he was, like, he even apologized to me over text. He's, like, I'm so sorry that, like, that just happened to you. That was so awful. I was, like, I could never speak to this man again. Like, <laughs> no, but the scary thing about that, even, like, the tiniest little white lie, like, they always come back. 
they always come back. I mentioned that like the girls that will like text people they hate just to go out with them. Like people have mm. friends for specific reasons. Like that that is a thing, you know. Like not like some people will like have friends just to go on a run with or just to go get brunch with or just to go to a club with like people like do that and have specific friends for that kind of stuff like but I also would want I don't know that that also seems kind of sketchy too because you hate that person obviously the friendship isn't good yeah. so can you really trust them to like also look out for your safety you know exactly yeah well when from all the times that you've been going out alone have you ever been in a situation where you were like scared for a second because you're in Miami like you know a lot of what would you say how do you handle like situations where you felt like maybe I'm in danger but you're like all alone I actually haven't felt that way and I think it's because even though I'm a social person I don't talk to everybody like yeah I think those are actually really great ways when you're going out alone like be alert listen to your gut um I I would have to agree with all of that and even what you were talking about before just where are you going like if you know the area is especially bad but at the same time I even if you're in a great area it's just always important to just not drink too much if you're getting this weird feeling like sometimes that's not your anxiety sometimes that's actually like your body physically reacting to things that your mind isn't really picking up on um so it's like yeah time to go home um but as far as bringing up the whole texting friends when you want to go out or like do something I would say in my opinion that's definitely like why people don't put themselves first is because they're so busy people pleasing and kind of you know that I I know there's a name for a specific personality type where the meaner you are the nicer they are to you or the more they want to prove their worth and I think that's why a lot of like even toxic guys are really like trending now because that's just what society kind of teaches you like oh win their approval over but yeah it, it affects you mentally when you're hanging around people who never really who don't really care about you because you'll be so you'll notice only the bad things about yourself because you're 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 on this you you'll become on a similar wavelength as them because they'll start just talking about different things and you know it'll just be so different and it will really affect just the way you view yourself and it's gonna blur everything out that you're meant to do like you know if you're hanging out with a group of girls and they just hate so say you're you're out with a whole bunch of your girlfriends and I know you and I have talked about this before because this has happened you'll be out with these girls and they'll be like no I don't want to like talk to anyone everyone's gonna roofie me like this is dangerous and then you're kind of of the mindset like we're going out like let's have fun let's meet people and then they kind of just like sit there and you're like what is wrong with you like you're gonna get us kidnapped or you're gonna get us whatever adult now yeah. <laughs> um but and that's the thing when you're around people like that it's you'll do nothing right and then throughout the whole night you could have met a whole bunch of different people or you could have had a great experience but these people just like brought you down so much so and that's the price you pay when you want so badly to have like friends to go out with or whatever there's there's always a price but that reminded me of this one girl who I had met um online and we were hanging out like we did dinner and then we went to the club with a group of like friends and stuff and it was fun but like the second time we went out it was just with me and her and she literally made me go out with her so that she could go see 
this random guy and she was explaining to me how she knew him and I honestly like don't even remember how she knew him I just know that she knew him but she had a boyfriend I was really uncomfortable with the whole situation because I'm really just not down with that like girl why are you seeing a random man why are you dancing with him at the club like when I'm there like I felt like she was really just using me as an excuse to cheat on her boyfriend which you can do just don't involve me in it even though I don't know your man like I just would never never will be cool with anybody who does that like that's just not my thing you know and that's what's really like you said you, you just don't want to like get caught in the middle of things like you know her boyfriend will get super angry he could show up where you're at you know and, 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 I mean nowadays with how men act maybe slap her across the face and then like you as her friend you're gonna be like wanting to defend her and who knows like you could get caught up in that too being completely innocent yeah like I actually hadn't even thought about that aspect of it I was more just thinking like your friends are a reflection of you so I don't do that none of my friends are cheaters like it really just doesn't make sense for me to be friends with somebody like that Uh, I call those like the emotional vampires like they will tell you everything about their life the second you meet them and you know everything and you're like thinking oh my gosh like you must do this to everyone because yes they do they do and they just they find somebody who just you know maybe maybe they can get like they they, they think of it like a a push and a pull type thing like they'll give you this or like a tit for tat and um, I think that those people, they really, at the end of the day, drain you, put you in a lot of danger, and it's just not good for you and your your mental health and just safety. I think it's called trauma dumping, like when people mm-hmm. do that and they just dump all of their trauma yeah. and like throwing you and you're like, okay, cool. They pick the first person that shows them like a little bit of empathy and compassion and they're like, mm-hmm. she's going to hear my life story. It's like, mm. You will always end up being that friend, though, who they take advantage of in that way. So if you, like, present yourself, you know, you listen too long, they will always look at you as their therapist. And the bad thing about that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just need to tell them to shut up. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. But, like, obviously I'm not saying for, like, my established friendships. I love y'all. I will gladly be the therapist friends. And I know that y'all will be the therapist friend for me. That's just so unnatural for you to just meet someone and then they're telling you so, so much. It's definitely a red flag. Big red flag. And speaking of red flags. Okay, so we're going to do Am I the Asshole? bunch of reddit stories people posting and they're like am i the asshole for doing x y and z and basically so you're here to judge if you are the asshole and here's the funny thing like we don't i i didn't read these before i just saw the talent like this looks interesting let's so we are having raw reactions with you guys yeah this is this is our t-fush we're ready to go The first one is, am I the asshole for not canceling my plans after my boyfriend learned about his diagnosis? Um, Okay, that's a lot. Wow. Okay, here's the prompt. I, 25 female, work in event planning, so I always get invites or tickets to go to high-end events. There is a huge event coming up that I was really excited to go to, and I asked my boyfriend, 27 male, three days before the event to accompany me and he said yes. So the original plan was my boyfriend, my stepsister, and myself. On the day of the event, he said that he had a doctor's appointment, so he isn't sure if he can still attend. 
I said, no problem, and I waited for him to return home. A couple hours later, he texted me, and he said there's some, that he had something to tell me, and I got worried and called him immediately. I asked if everything was okay, and he said he was diagnosed with anemia, so he has to take supplements. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't need to laugh. It's just that's not what I expected at all. And I, I didn't expect that either. I actually have anemia, so if this is going where I'm thinking it's going, like I'm like, she's not the asshole at all. Like, anyways, um, he she expressed how like I expressed how sorry I was and spoke to him for about two hours. Gave him pep talks. Told him I'm here if he needs me. Reassured him that I will always love him, etc. I then asked if he would still like to attend the event with me to take his mind off things, to which he responded, he doesn't like the artist performing, so he'd rather go to another event. I said, no problem, I will go with my stepsister alone. He got upset and hung up. I called him back, but he started an argument about how I'm selfish for going out when he's going through something. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, are you serious? And then I told him that I already made plans with my stepsister and I can't block out now as she's depending on me. I also don't drink, so I would have been a sober driver, and if I didn't go, she couldn't. I told him that this event is the only event my sister really wanted to attend, and I promised her that I would take her months prior. I even told him I'll see him the next day, and he said, be safe. And hung up. Mm, he's a little sassy. Mm-hmm. I got to the event around 11 and spent the entire night event alone, just sitting down and watching the show by myself, having food drinks. When I returned around 2 a.m., I called him and he was awake playing video games. His first words were, look who cares about me again. And I said, I'm too tired for this. And he responded by saying that, of course I'm tired. Uh, I went out without him knowing and he's upset. But I love partying and meeting new people so much that I didn't think to stay with him on a phone. I told him he's being ridiculous and I would have stayed if it was just us who planned to go. He said my parties are off and I'm an ignorant asshole. Keep in mind, I don't attend parties unless it's with my family and I I only attend events a few times a year. So am I the asshole for not staying on the phone with him and attending the event instead? I'll say it. You are not an asshole. At all. This is a man no, child who yes. wanted babying. Like, be so for real. <laughs> that is so crazy. I thought he was going to say, like, something super serious. And then I was about to be like, yeah, like, you are the jerk. But what? Like, no, what? He was real sassy. Like, he was real sassy. He's like, oh, that's the anemic man. Yeah, no. <laughs> and even, like, the way she's writing the story, like, she actually sounds like she's so attentive to everything with him. Because the fact that she would even feel that she needs to ask the internet just goes to show you he's taking advantage of her kindness and he's manipulating her. And it's just, it's, I love that we read this because so many men act like this when they feel insecure about the woman that they're with they always have to make her feel like she doesn't pay attention to him enough or she doesn't care and all this stuff it's like dude are you being for real i'm gonna do what you do be for real like 
for real. I need him to get a grip. Well, I think that wraps up everything we wanted to talk about for today. Um, we will be uploading new podcast episodes weekly. You can find us on Spotify at Still Figuring It Out, Instagram, Still Figuring It Out underscore one. And we finally have a YouTube up, so... Well, this is where we're airing this, so still <laughs> figuring it out. Um, but yes, please, guys, if you have any questions, you want to come on as a guest, possibly, or even just call in, let us know, send us a message. We love to hear from you always. Yeah, can't wait to talk to you guys, and we'll see you next week. Yes, bye, guys. Bye.